Good evening, Family Church, Waterlooville. Hope you've had a great afternoon. Wasn't church absolutely fantastic this morning? Oh, just so enjoyed um, listening to Pastor Andy speaking about the Passover, how Jesus is our Passover lamb, and those 40, 50 days after Resurrection Sunday. It was just a fantastic service all in all. And um, I'm really excited about tonight. Tonight we're actually going to be doing the last in our series on the Believer's Toolbox. And um, as you know, 1 Corinthians 12 verses 7 to 11, we're not even going to go there right now tonight, but go and read it. That's our foundation scripture. But I just have, um, I just feel like God's just dropped stuff in my heart and I'm just so excited about sharing the Word of God with you tonight on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's open in prayer. Let's believe God. Come on, let's just get before the, the throne of grace, to before, our, to before our wonderful Jesus. So Lord, I thank you, Father God, for tonight. I thank you, Father God, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, whom you, you empower us as believers with these wonderful gifts. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you help me to articulate myself clearly. Father, I pray for receptive hearts and ears to, to, ears to hear what you want to say to each and every one of us. And so we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. If you agree, say amen where you're sitting right now. So, the Believer's Toolbox, and we've been unpacking this enormous toolbox, talking about, over the last number of weeks, about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, we know that those nine gifts are broken into three categories. And I know that every single one of you can name the three categories and each three gifts within those three categories. But we're just going to briefly touch on it right now. So firstly, we've got the three Revelation gifts. And remember, the revelation gifts reveal something. And so those gifts are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. The second category is the inspirational gifts, or the vocal gifts, or the utterance gifts. And they are gifts of the Holy Spirit which say something. Those consist of the different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy and then the power gifts which Chris started last week I, th I thoroughly enjoyed last Sunday night's Sunday night local he did such a brilliant job so if you've not heard um, him share on two of the three gifts the 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 the, um, the podcast is available on um, on YouTube on all the all the apps and all the websites and all over the place you'll find it okay so listen to those to Chris's message from last week where he shared on the gift of faith and the working of miracles and tonight we're going to share on the gifts of healings so just one minute okay of a bit of a recap about those first two power gifts remember the power gifts are gifts that do something so firstly the gift of faith Chris explained it so well that the gift of faith is different to personal faith for us faith that we believe God for salvation for provision for healing whatever our need might be the gift of faith is a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit it's called special faith 
and it's um, it doesn't work a miracle but it passively receives um, a miracle remember David in the lion's den he was sleeping um, sleeping amongst the lions and came out there not even injured no injury on him that is the gift of faith at work and as a result of that gifted gift of faith at work he received his miracle then the working of miracles is active it actively works a miracle and most of the time when a miracle is worked it's based on an instruction or somebody has to do something like the axe head that was borrowed and went uh, sinking in the river and the, the man of God had to throw that stick in there was an action in order for that miracle to take place Jesus when he turned um, water into wine remember his mother said whatever he says just do it it was like Nike remember just do it but whatever he says to do just do it and he said go fetch the water jars and fill them with water so there was an instruction and as a result of the instruction the miracle manifested we see throughout Jesus's life and um, you know and the disciples lives in the Gospels one after the other after the other the number of miracles wrought about by the hands of Jesus and even in to the book of Acts we see um, we see so many other miracles we, we hear about um, a number of times about Philip the evangelist where there were many wonders and signs done by and miracles um, done by Philip the evangelist we see Stephen the martyr the first Christian martyr he you know signs and wonders followed him he was in a ministry of helps Stephen and let me just clarify what is a ministry of helps ministry of helps is anybody who serves within the body within the local church it's not necessarily someone who helps somebody else okay although it is all helpful but it will be specifically like the hosting team in today's church it'll be like the hosting team or kids church or Javalicious or AV or the you know one of those kind of teams that's called the ministry of helps and yet and this guy was in the ministry of helps he was probably on the hosting team and um, and the Bible says that that he, he he performed many signs and wonders so just because he's in ministry of helps it's not all fivefold ministry gifts it's just not not always just the pastor it's everybody these gifts are as the Holy Spirit wills so we see God the Apostle Paul um, God worked unusual miracles through the hands of Paul so that's my that's my introduction I want to get stuck right in now about the gifts of healings and 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 says it like this it says but the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the profit of all remember the gifts of the Spirit benefit us they benefit the body and they benefit even unbelievers they offer the profit of all and 1 Corinthians 12 9 says to another faith by the same Spirit and to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit the Amplified says it like this to another the extraordinary powers of healing by the one Spirit man I'm excited about this stuff tonight <laughs> I don't know if you can tell so we're gonna start off and we're gonna say what it's not okay so what it's not the gifts of healings have nothing to do with medical science or human 
learning. It's got nothing to do with anything, any head knowledge that we might have. And a prime example of this is the author of the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke, which was written by Luke, and the book of Acts, which was written again by the same author, by Luke. And Luke was a medical doctor. And the interesting thing happens in Acts chapter 28, Paul and a whole bunch of people are shipwrecked off the island of Malta. And they, they, they come ashore, and while, when they come ashore, um, they are introduced to somebody who's, who's um, we read about a guy called Publius. Okay, so if, here's a fantastic name. If any of you are pregnant out there and you're going to have a little boy, here's a nice New Testament name, okay? Publius. Okay, so we read about the father of Publius, who was sick with fever and with dysentery. And um, now in those days, it sounds like, oh, he probably had a little bit of jippo guts or, you know, um, deli belly or, you know, if he's had too much curry or something. But um, in those days, if you had dysentery or uh, with a fever, you were probably not going to make it. Okay, it was quite lethal. It could become critical. And so he had a, a potentially a severe illness. Now, remember, Luke was a doctor and he accompanied Paul. And yet Luke didn't go around collecting leaves to see what herbs could he sort of conjure up in order to, to uh, um, alleviate um, Publius's father's ailments. No, the Bible says that Paul laid his hands on him and healed him. And the next thing, a mini revival broke out. You can read about it in Acts 28 verse 9. It says, all those on the island who had diseases came to Paul and were healed. All of them. All of them were healed. Isn't that fantastic? It's amazing. So we're talking about what gifts of healings are not. They are not related to medical science or human learning. Gifts of healing are also not the same as receiving healing in our bodies through the finished work of Calvary, which are appropriated by faith. Okay, please hear what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand me. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus, okay? Jesus went to the cross. He paid the price for our sin and for our sickness. And on a day-to-day -day level, we can appropriate. How do we know we're saved? By faith. In the same way that we appropriate our salvation by faith, we appropriate healing in our bodies by faith in the finished work of Calvary. Okay, does that make sense? So the gifts of healings are, are, are not part per se of Jesus's redemptive work on the cross. Okay, healing like salvation is part of our redemption. In fact, that word redemption means it's redeemed. It means we've been bought back. We've been bought with the price, with the blood of Jesus Christ. And one of God's redemptive names is Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord, our healer. In fact, in Exodus 15, 26, it says, For I am the Lord who 
excuse me, who heals you. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord your healer. Isaiah 53, a well-known scripture, especially relating to healing. We read in Isaiah 53, it's a prophecy about Jesus. And it says, for he was wounded for our transgressions, for our sin. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed by the, that is part of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on Calvary. And we can appropriate, appropriate healing in our bodies by the finished work of Calvary, by faith in what Jesus has done on the cross. So if we have a headache or a sore toe, we can pray and believe God, stand on the word. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Jesus, by, by your stripes, I am healed and made whole. And I can appropriate that healing in my body. So I'm talking about what the gifts of healings are not. So the gifts of healings are not what I've just spoken about, they, but they are different. But the end result is the same. Okay. Remember all the gifts of the Holy Spirit offer the benefit of all. And it's God's will that we be in health. It's God's will that he wants us well. Understand this child of God. God wants you well. That is his will for your life. He doesn't want you sick. He's not glorified through sickness. He wants you well. Okay. Um, and at times, God will use the gifts of healings to bring about physical healing. Remember the gifts, all the gifts function only as the Holy Spirit wills. So you can't sort of go up to somebody and say, you've got the gift of healing now, pray for me. It doesn't work like that. It's as the Holy Spirit wills. So interestingly enough, when Chris was speaking about the works of working of miracles, the working of miracles are quite prevalent and uh, they, they, they are larger in number in the Old Testament than in the New Testament. But when it comes to um, gifts of healings, they are much more prevalent in the New Testament than in the Old. And so we're going to look at some of these examples. And of course, we have to look at Jesus there. <laughs> we're a better place to start. And if we go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, we're not going to read it now. But remember, Jesus... Jesus walked this earth for 30 years as a man. No, actually for 33 years as a man. He lay aside his deity. But you remember when he was baptized by John in the river, there came what appeared like a dove that descended upon him. And he, was, he received the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit because he had laid aside his deity. And in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, Jesus goes into the, into the temple. I love the way the Bible, it says that the scroll was handed to him. And so he rolled open the scroll. And the scroll is from Isaiah 61. And Jesus starts reading the scripture in Luke chapter 4. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me 
to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And you just scroll down a couple of verses, verse 21, I think that's in verse 18, verse 21, Jesus says, today, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Remember, up until now, Jesus hasn't even healed a fly. He had performed not one miracle, nothing, absolutely nothing. But after this event, after reading Isaiah 61, and after proclaiming today, this is fulfilled in your hearing, Jesus goes on in Luke chapter 4. Go read it. Luke chapter 4. First thing he does, he goes, he casts out unclean spirits. Luke chapter 4, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. And in fact, it goes on in verse 40 of Luke chapter 4. It says, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. In fact, the New Living says, no matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one. Now remember, this is so key. This is so important. Jesus hadn't yet gone to the cross so he had not redeemed us yet so every healing that Jesus performed was a gift of healing it was a supernatural manifestation of the gift of healing in Jesus's life and I've just listed a couple of healings that Jesus did I can't even go into all the detail but these are just some of the things that he that, that where we see Jesus operating in the, in these gifts of healings he healed the deaf he healed the, the the mute he healed somebody with dropsy I actually looked that up what does that mean it's like edema it's somebody who has a swelling in their body he healed lepers he healed the paralyzed he healed a guy who's had his ear chopped off remember right just before his crucifixion he just put it back on again that was a that was a miracle it wasn't just a healing it was a it was both i love it when you see the gifts working together um there was the guy with the withered hand there was the woman with the issue of blood there was the blind there were invalids he raised the dead three times three different people he raised the dead so in fact, it's just so awesome to realize that Jesus was operating in the gifts of the, in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit, in the gifts of healings. Notice I keep saying gifts of healings. That's because that's what the Bible says. Okay, so if we look at 1 Corinthians 12, maybe just jot these scriptures down. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, which we've read, and it says, To another gifts of healings by the same spirit 1 Corinthians 12 verse 28 it says and God has appointed these in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers after that miracles then gifts of healings verse 30 1 Corinthians 12 do all have gifts of healings so plural why? Why plural? 
I don't really have an absolute answer, but I can tell you what I believe. Um, I believe that there are, because there are so many diverse sicknesses, so many diverse illnesses, there's more than one method. So he's talking about different methods, different styles, different ailments um, that require different methods. There's no hard and fast rule. It's always as the spirit wills, but Jesus is our prime example, and we'll get to that. But um, I know, you know, I uh, went to my, 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 my theological training is, is Rhema Bible Training Center, and we had uh, every Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we used to watch Kenneth Hagen videos. And I mean, this guy had a huge healing ministry. And even by his own um, confession, he said that he, he had a greater amount of success when praying um, with the gifts of healings for people that suffered from tumors or um, lumps or growths or ruptures. For some reason, God used Kenneth Hagen specifically in those areas. That was where he had his, the greatest success, if you like, in gifts of healings. And um, a friend of ours that we know from a few, number of years ago, she used to um, minister in, God would use her in gifts of healings. And, and, and it would manifest in a strange way in her. Um, if suddenly she would, in a service, get a pain in her knee, say, and say, that, was, that would be how the Holy Spirit would prompt her, that there's somebody in the service that needs to be receive healing in their knee. And the minute she prayed for that person, it would lift. The, the pain would disappear. It would go. But that's how she operated, and uh, or how the Holy Spirit manifested in her meetings through this woman. And, um, and Jesus, I mean, come on, how many different ways he ministered, um, how, how the gifts of healings flowed through him. You know, one time he would, he bent down and he got some sand and he spit in it and he made mud and then put it on the guy's eyes and he received his healing. Sometimes he would speak a word. Sometimes he would say, stretch out your hand. Or he'd say, you know, do something you've never done before. Or um, what is another one? He would rebuke sickness. He would, he would speak to the sickness and say, be gone. Um, sometimes he said, um, go to the priests. Remember the lepers, go to the priests. And as they went, they were healed. So there were so many different ways and different styles and different um, situations. And I love it. It's so fresh, isn't it? Um, but we know that in Matthew chapter 9, if you go read there, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says, in the ministry of Jesus, it says, every manner of sickness and every manner of disease was healed with Jesus. Why? Why was every manner of sickness and every manner of disease healed? I believe it's because Jesus had the Spirit without measure. So the gifts of healings were in manifestation in his life and ministry. I'm just going to have a sip of water. I hope you're still there. Look at the Apostle Paul. We're looking at the gifts of healings in the Apostle Paul's life. Acts 19. It says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. 
you know what the anointing is transferable that's wonderful you know what I could if if I felt so led I have a tissue here I could pray on this lay hands on this and give it to somebody to give to a sick person and that person and at, at the instruction of the Holy Spirit but that's really what was happening with with the Apostle Paul so you can't say that's not the way God does things <laughs> God is God okay and he's not weird and wacky okay but he's very specific another account in Acts chapter 20 is the uh, within the life of Paul the account of Ut uh, Eutychus this guy Paul was like speaking all night you know it's one of those all-night prayer meetings and all-night preachers and this guy Eutychus was sitting near the window and he fell asleep and he fell down three flights of stairs he died and the Bible says that Paul went downstairs and fell on him <laughs> and the guy was raised to life I mean my goodness as if it wasn't fall bad enough falling down three flights of stairs you know three floors here comes Paul boom lands on him but the guy comes back to life that's spirit led that's spirit led I love it so it's always though as the spirit wills how are we doing for time okay so an example of a healing in the New Testament got to cover this one we spoke about it in connect group the other day and um, remember it's about Acts chapter 3 about Peter and John that go down to uh, the temple it was the hour of prayer and there they see this guy who has been um, born um, paralyzed he, he, he has no he, he's lame from his from from birth and there he is begging alms at the at the at the gates to the temple he's begging arms not physical arms money arms okay he's he's begging for arms and Peter and John go up to him and say look at look at us and um, the guy looks at them and he and, and Peter says silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee um, in the name of Jesus rise up and and walk and it actually says he took him by the right hand lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and then it goes on they go mad this guy goes walking and leaping and praising God I won't sing it okay but he goes mad and the people were all amazed and perplexed it says they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him and we spoke about this recently in connect group like what was that was it the gift of faith was it the miracle was it a was it the gift of healing in in operation here and um, I just did a little digging in Acts chapter 4 verse 22 it actually says that the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed so there we have it it was a gift of healing that um, enabled this guy to start walking after being um, born lame but also we know frequently that the that the gifts work together We've seen it in the in utterance gifts we've seen it um, in the revelation gifts and we can actually see it as well in the power gifts and especially when it comes to something like raising the dead so um, unfortunately we don't frequently see this in operation in Jesus's ministry like I said there were three times three occasions where Jesus raised something we'll take as an example Lazarus raised Lazarus from the dead so the all three gifts were at work when Lazarus was raised from the dead 
Because first of all, in order to raise the dead, it takes supernatural faith to call a person's spirit back into their body. So remember, Jesus shouted, called, Lazarus, come forth. In other words, your spirit come back into your body. That was the gift of faith in operation. Then it takes the working of a miracle because the body would have started to deteriorate. Remember, Lazarus, they were concerned about him coming out because they said he's going to, he stinketh because he's been there for a couple of days now. It's going to stink. He's deteriorating. But a working of miracle miracles can restore that which has deteriorated and bring it back to its proper state. And then what's required would be a gift of healing. That perhaps, you know what, if somebody died, say, of a heart attack, it's no good going through this, calling their spirit back, believing for a miracle, getting restored, and boom, they have another heart attack. So you've got to pray for the healing or have the gift of healing in manifestation. And it's so difficult, though, to see where does the one start and, um, and, and finish and the next one start again, isn't it? It's, but we try to break this down just for teaching purposes. Are you still with me? I hope so. Remember, it's important to remember that all the gifts of the Spirit operate by faith. Whether it's a word of knowledge, whether it's tongues, whether it's an interpretation, whether it's a gift of faith, whether it's a working of miracle, every single gift of the Holy Spirit operates by faith. Not a gift of faith, but by your personal faith. How does it look? You have an unction. You have a leading you have an impression on the inside and you just take a step of faith and God doesn't always show you the full story he might just show you the first step and as you take the first step he'll give you the next step and he'll give you the next step and he'll give you the next step and I just want to share briefly with you from our own personal experience um, of something that happened in our lounge uh, it's about 15 years ago um, a woman, we, we, were, we were leading a, a life group, a connect group, and it was um, quite a fiery one, I must say. It was pretty, pretty good. We enjoyed those days. It was really fantastic. And um, we had about 20 people in our lounge. And the way that we used to lead connect group or life group would be we would always start the evening off with some worship and we'd have, make sure we've got to have the presence of God in on the place. And so... We had a time of worship and then all of a sudden, and, and sorry, um, and then uh, a lady um, arrived. Now this lady, her name is Lee, and um, she had suffered from severe uh, back problems. And um, she had to go in for a fusion operation and various things to her back. And um, things went severely wrong throughout the procedure. And she came out of that operation um, in a worse state than she went in. She was in absolute agony. The woman was crawling around. She couldn't walk. She, she, she had a little walker that she could sort of take one step at a time and shuffle along and she wasn't old. Um, and she was in severe pain on a lot of painkillers and she even had a TENS machine which sort of short circuits, short circuits the 
the severe nerve pain that she was suffering. And somebody brought Lee, Lee was part of our life group, and somebody brought Lee to our life group meeting and she sat down in a corner, she couldn't stand. And, but we just had a fantastic time of worship and the presence of God was so strong in our, in our lounge that night. It was wonderful. There was just such a strong manifest presence of God and we just started praying. And then the next thing somebody said, come on Lee, um, let's believe God for, for your healing. And um, <clears throat> let's pray for Lee. Now, bear in mind, Lee couldn't stand up. She could only just barely stand up. She couldn't walk. And so we helped her up and um, she took one step. And we, one person on either side of her, and she took one step. And then she took another step. And then she took another step. And then she took another step. And we didn't have a big lounge. And in the middle of our lounge was a coffee table. And Lee managed to walk around the coffee table once with somebody on either side. But we felt, let's carry on. And we took another step and we took another step. And by the time we got to the third round, her body changed posture. She, she was from being stooped and careful of every step that she took. Suddenly she stood upright and she just started walking she just started walking. It was like heaven broke out in that lounge. She received her healing. Just like that. Just like that. It was so amazing to see. And we were all besides ourselves. We were rejoicing with her. It was like that guy that was at the temple beautiful when they were all like with wonder and amazement she's staring at this guy and that was a bit of our our response but i want to put it to you you know our response that in in that in that meeting you know what was the key element what was the key thing that that made lee receive her healing that night and i believe it was a number of things um, number, first and foremost, I've lost my place completely in my notes, but it doesn't matter. Um, it started off by someone saying, come on, Lee, let's believe God for your healing. And you know what I love is that to this day, I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was Chris. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was Joe Bloggs. I don't know if it was Joe Soap. I have no idea who said it. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because... God is the one who got the glory. It wasn't, well, I stepped out in faith. No, 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 no. There was none of that. We were in one accord. The presence of God filled our house that night. We were all going in the same direction. We just wanted the presence of God and the presence of God fell. And somebody said, come on, Lee, let's believe God for your healing. And what happened was, that healing manifested. But Bible says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. So we were all of one accord. It was like the disciples in the upper room. We were in one accord. We were going in one direction, one way, one passion. We were a body of believers coming together. No hidden agendas. No, what about me? No, none of that. It was all about Jesus. And 
Um, so then came the faith and the, the, the amazement and the wonder. <gasps> Lee's received her healing. You know, there's like a pop band in the Bible. They're called the Marvelettes. Because every time somebody performed an, a, a miracle, they were all marvel. And it was a bit like that. We were believing God for this miracle. We were believing God for, for, for this healing. It happened. And then we're like, whoa, look at this. Marvel, marvel. But, but you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, it inspired faith in us we were everybody's faith levels if god can do this he can do anything else there's nothing stopping god there's nothing too hard for him there's nothing too hard believe believe me you know maybe you've suffered from an ailment for years and years and years just start believing god just start trusting god take him at his word believe him believe him there's nothing too hard for him nothing Anyway, I go back to, to what happened with this, with this lady. So, we were all with one accord. We all glorified God. We were inspired in faith. But you know what the key, the key thing, the key element to Lee receiving her healing that night? Love. It was love. The love of God and the love for God and His people. In the midst of 1 Corinthians 12, and 1 Corinthians 14 is 1 Corinthians 13. It's amazing how that works. But it's the love chapter. It's the love chapter. And I just want to read to you 1 Corinthians 13, 13 to 1 Corinthians 14, 1. P pretend the chapter and the verse aren't there. I'm just going to read it in one go. It says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love. What's that look like? The Amplified actually says it like this, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest and earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts. Eagerly pursue. In other words, be determined. Be heart, heartily pursuant. Intently pursuant. On purpose. The message says, go after a life, uh, 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 go after a life of love as if your life depended on it. Because it does. The hinge, the fulcrum of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is love. Love. Each of the gifts offer the benefit of all. God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. Because he is love. It's not what he does. It's who he is. Love is the fulcrum. Love is the answer. Let the new living says, let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. Be deliberate. Be intentional. Pursue love. Seek after it. Follow after it. Allow love to lead you. Allow love to guide you. The love of God and the love for God. 
you know, just thinking about how can I, how can I articulate myself about pursuing love? And I thought of, forgive me, okay, I'm going to sound old, but I thought of the olden day movies, like 80s, 70s, 80s, somewhere around there, when not every second movie was about aliens or werewolves, okay, when it would just normally be like a, a bad guys and cops, okay, that was generally what it was all about, but you would, you know, you'd watch a movie and there'd be this detective or this cop or, you know, this policeman, and he's chasing after um, a, a, a bad guy, a robber, say, and um, the bad guy would make off in the in a car in a getaway car and just fortunately you know in in the middle of new york city there would be a, a cab you know available and um and the, the 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 detective would jump into the cab and say follow that car follow that and the guy would go he'd put foot he'd go for it chasing after that robber that thief that bad guy they would go through red lights they would go they would go around corners on two wheels i mean they went i nearly said a bad word they went all out okay they they they, they went can i say hell for leather okay am I, am I allowed to say that okay and they went hell for leather okay they just put foot in the hook and they just went for it didn't matter about red lights didn't matter about stop signs didn't matter about yielding or anything like that they pursued they followed after and that's what it is it's being intentional it's about being on purpose you're going after that guy be like that about love you are following off you are chasing it you are following it in fact that word to pursue is the same word for um, for pressing on that the Apostle Paul speaks about in Philippians 3 he says one thing I do one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press, I pursue, I intentionally chase after. I say follow that car on purpose. I chase after, I seek after the goal. And what is the goal? For Paul, it was the prize of the upward call of God. For us, the goal is to be Christ-like. It's to walk in love. It's to imitate Christ. It's to be like him. I'm, I'm going to end this message. I've got so much other stuff that I wanted to share, but we're out of time. But listen to what, the one, what 1 Corinthians 13 says uh, about love. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 13 it says, love suffers long and is kind. And it comes on now and it says all the stuff that love doesn't do. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not about me. Okay. Ta-da. It's, it's none of that. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. It's not arrogant. Love is not proud. And so full of itself love is not like that it doesn't behave rudely it doesn't seek its own love lays down his life greater love has no man than this then he lays down his life for his friends friends let me tell you something when you're in a meeting when you're in a meeting and maybe um, there's stuff going on in your life 
greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. Be like Jesus. You know what, throughout the New Testament, the first five books of the New Testament, we see mostly Jesus at work, Jesus performing miracles, but how so seldom, so I don't think any, at any time do the, are the disciples actually in need for themselves. But over the next um, however many books there are, 22 books of the 27 books of the New Testament, we see the outworking of of the attitude about being Christ-like, how we see the gifts in operation, but the next 22 books is how to live out this life, how to live out this, be to be more like Jesus, to lay down our life for our friends. So when we come into our meeting and we're, and, and we, we're in that, we're in one accord, we, we are going in the same direction. There's no hidden agendas, there's no hidden motives, but the presence of God in our meetings. Because people, when we start regathering, this is our passion. This is what's gonna happen. We're gonna seek the presence of God in our meetings. And he's going to manifest. And you know what? It's not so that we can go into our meetings and have goosebumps and goosebumps on our goosebumps. It's for the benefit of all so that the gifts of the Spirit can manifest and people's lives can be touched and changed. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior yet. They're going to come to us. They're going to come to our churches and we're going to we're going to be in one accord. We're going to be going in one direction. And the Spirit of God loves that atmosphere. He loves that atmosphere. And watch what happens. The gifts of the Spirit. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people set free. We're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to, our faith is going to grow. And it, we're going to be like the marvelettes. We will marvel at what God does amongst us. This isn't just a pipe dream. I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. Listen to what he says. Love never fails. Love never fails. The fulcrum to the gifts of the Spirit is love. We're going to see love amongst us. We're going to, people are going to experience the presence of God. People are going to experience gifts of healings. God is going to do something amongst us when we regather. That's the end of the series. Uh, uh, my notes have gone haywire. Doesn't matter, but I think you, you hear our heart. And um, we just can't wait to regather. But I just want to encourage you during this time, go over some of these messages, learn a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit and, and be prepared, be prepared, be ready to just walk in love with one another. If you're offended with anybody, I just want to encourage you, just let it go. Just let it go. If it's necessary to have a conversation, have the conversation. It's, uh, life is too short. Let it go, okay? Just let it go. Walk in forgiveness. Love never fails. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place.